25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, 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 welcome in to the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance, hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. What up, everybody? Hope you all are off to a good Tuesday. Uh, It's been a while. Um, the show was obviously not here. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that. The show was not here on Good Friday. Very intentional. Took the day off. And uh, then yesterday, remnants of the storm around here where I live. Uh, no internet connection yesterday and no way to do a show yesterday. So, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um, but back today. Where's my uh, button that plays uh, a round of applause when I need it here? I've got it on here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Round of applause for me. You know, that's one of the beauties of it's uh, one of the beauties of radio. Uh, Beaver is that I can you know applaud myself. <laughs> Every now and then we need to do that. I think so. Hey to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. However you're tuning in. Appreciate you being a part of the show here uh, today. Look, um, lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. You can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Always enjoy hearing your voice. It's 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Y'all hit me up. Later in the show today, John Cohen, who is the athletics director at Mississippi State, scheduled to be on the show because um, you have, uh, going on right now, you have um, a press conference that is happening with, I believe it's happening right now, isn't it, with uh, Nikki McRae, the new uh, head women's basketball coach. What I thought I might do, and this is spur of the moment, I'll see if I can make this work here. We've got several different devices and there might be a way to uh, actually get this pulled up where we could tune in to the press conference. I'll try to make that happen right now, um, and we'll tune into it live, uh, see if we can stream a little bit of it. If we're unable to stream a little bit of it live with you, no big deal. We'll get some of it coming up uh, on the show for you later. We're going to have an opportunity to interview her uh, here this week, uh, maybe as early as tomorrow, but I'll give you all a heads up for those of you who want to kind of hear an interview with her, see kind of what that's all about and uh, sort of what she sounds like. Um, we'll get that pulled up for you. Now, I will tell you, uh, John Cohen, the man who's responsible for hiring Coach McCray as a new women's basketball coach at State, he's going to be on the show coming up just a little bit later. 
if everything goes according to plan. Now, they're on pretty tight schedules, but um, we're going to try to make that happen. Now, here's something else. This is a teeny tiny announcement, and I want to um, I, w- I want everybody to hear this. Because there are a lot of people who participate and communicate and talk and listen and kind of back and forth on this show every day on Facebook and on Twitter and Twitter Periscope live stream video. You guys are watching it. And as you know, up until now, there's two things about whenever we have done a uh, we've live stream this show on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, which we're doing right now. On my Twitter feed, Periscope, which is, um, you know, Radio Wyatt on Twitter, Periscope.tv slash Radio Wyatt. It's all the same. You see it on Twitter. Is that on the show, I was able to, at times, keep an eye on, um, keep an eye on the comments on Facebook. But really, on the show, not able to keep up with... Uh, Comments on Periscope Twitter. Yeah, Tyler has a good point. He said, pretty tight schedule. Dude, nothing's happening right now. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I get it. Um, <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> they, on a tight schedule, in terms of fitting in all the different requests. I think that's what I meant. All right, back to the, the subject here. Um. I am using a new streaming service here that's putting this live video stream onto your phone, onto your tablets, onto your computers, all that kind of stuff. And it allows me to see all those comments a lot better, a lot quicker, and all in one place. And not right now, but pretty soon, I'm going to provide a way for you to be able to see that as well, all the comments. But I can see them. For instance... As we started the show today, my buddy on Twitter, who's watching on Periscope Twitter, uh, Caleb, said howdy. He's the first one that said howdy. Adam said hello, Mr. Wyatt. Uh, Sheila on Facebook says, hey, Matt, Hale State. And then Tyler back on Twitter, Periscope, says Nikki McRae press conference. Huh? Hey, Matt. Hint, hint. Nikki, McRae. <laughs> Nikki McRae press conference. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. And that's what I'm trying to do is tune into it. All that to say, which is I've kind of been all over the place here, all that to say is if wherever you're watching the stream, I've got a better way to see your comments, to get your questions, and to get it all in real time. It's all in one screen right here in front of me, and we'll be able to do that going forward. Does that make sense? Um, I, I think there are a lot of folks, and I've gotten some messages. I think there are a lot of folks who are watching every um, day on Periscope, Twitter, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> Um, and I was not seeing their comments or I was not seeing your questions. Um, that's my fault. I think I've got that taken care of going forward. Okay. All right. Good. Done. We've done the best we can till this point. Now we're going to do just better. The comment I was talking about earlier too, from Tyler here on, uh, it's a good point. I said, you know, we're trying to do this and that. We're going to work them in. And if everything goes according to plan and, you know, because some schedules are tight. And he said, pretty tight schedule. Dude, nothing's happening right now. <laughs> and I, I get your point. I'm picking up what you're stepping in and 
No, I smell what you're stepping in. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Isn't that the way that goes? All right. So all of that, just want to make sure you're aware. And as normal, just like I said a minute ago, y'all shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line. We'll be slick right there. 885-ESPN. I'll see your text. Get them into me. 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. Uh, and then also call me on the Divinity phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. A few texts came in real quick. Jason in Flagstaff. He says, sorry about watching on Twitter. He says, dang, my internet's crappy lately. <laughs> So I'm using the less crappy Wi-Fi. Don't ask me how that works. Okay, but I'm glad to have you, Jason, however you're watching. Uh, Grumpy says, Matt, so glad to have you and Mr. B back. Looking forward to the show. God bless from Grumpy. Hey, um, Beaver, is he referring to you when he says Mr. B, or was he talking about Brooks earlier? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, if you're I don't your know, best maybe. guess... You know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to yeah. say I'm I'm Mr. B. I'm going to take the nickname now. Right, because right, he texts us during this show, and Brooks isn't on this show. You are. Right? I'm the Mr. B. <laughs> That's it. All right, Grumpy. So we're going to assume Mr. B means Beaver. Nick said, uh, any chance the Golik and Wingo show can be quarantined? <laughs> I'm thankful for them. Days like yesterday when we can't get the internet to work, and we're just kind of hopeless here. I'm really thankful that they've got a show that we can <laughs> um, put on your radio. And then we got a Hail State on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. We got a text that says, Hail State from Noonan, Georgia, listening live today rather than the podcast. That's Ernest listening in Georgia. Thanks for listening, Ernest. Appreciate you. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Chris, thanks for calling, Chris. What's up, man? No, no, Matt. You cannot be thankful for the Wingo and Trash Show. Was it you that called that them? The, was it you that, that is the, called them Wingo and Bingo? <laughs> no, it was not me. But that is that is the that. That and Stephen A. Smith show, I would rather shoot myself in the head than have to listen to either one of those shows any day ever. Is it that bad? I mean, that would be a form of torture. Yeah, that'd be a form of torture of having to sit there. And I was calling to beg you, if you miss another day, please, please put up a rerun. We would rather listen to reruns all day long than that track. Really? Wingo is awful, and so is Goalie. And I mean, they're 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 spitting up stuff that's just like, this is hot garbage. You're just yeah. recycling stuff. Stop. Okay. I mean, they have okay. no original thought. Well, and um, I was good to see you back. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, so you seriously would rather have uh, rerun material in those cases than 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 uh, have to listen to that, huh? Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, like if you could just put it together, like. I don't know anything. Anything's better than that. I, I was I was fisting the head home all day Friday, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm going to get to listen to Matt the whole way home, the whole show, because I'm yeah. going to be in my truck running for two and a half hours, and it's right at twelve o'clock." And then that crap comes on, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's like how many people's radios just got punched? Yeah. Okay. You know, oh, if I didn't I have know. a hurt finger on my right hand, I might have punched my radio. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> so, 
Well, hey, yeah. I y'all have a great day. I'm glad to see you back, man. And I hope you had a great weekend and you have a great day. And I'll talk to y'all later. All right. See you. That's Chris. All right, Chris. We'll take your advice. I appreciate it very much. Um, I really do. I mean, everybody is um, giving us a round of applause for being back, and all the comments are so nice at this point. Uh, Chris says we'd rather have a rerun of you than, you know what, Beaver? Um, I have learned that I, I had better be careful saying things on the radio and then not following up on it. Uh, that's a terrible thing to do, and I've learned that. But I guess it's time to for me to say it. it's nobody else's responsibility. I guess it's time for me to say it. Um, I need to get like a couple of good rerun shows that are just kind of evergreen material that's entertaining and uh, have them ready, I guess. You know, like... Have some segments in there or some old Jerry Clower material and another segment where it flips over and it's like the who's on first routine and then some interview that was entertaining. I don't know, like a Mike Leach interview or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's what we should do. It's my responsibility. I've got to do it because look, all right, somebody uh, more bully. On the country pleasing text line said, put me down for reruns. Nick says, just let Beaver come in and play his greatest hits from the 90s. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Greatest hits from the 90s. Is he talking, I'm assuming he's talking music. You a music guy, Beaver? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. Oh, yeah, uh, man. Mid, uh, mid to late 90s. Mid-90s alternative, in my mind, is still the best genre. Okay. That's still, that's still my favorite. Okay. Blues Traveler, um, that whole I mean, stuff. Well, I liked them. I liked them, but they weren't they weren't up at my tippy top. Okay. Um, so give me like some of your tip-top examples of that. Tippy top. Favorite band ever, better than Ezra. Okay. See, uh, you know. You know what? That's a, this is really interesting to me, and we ought to get into this one day, because you're talking about a genre and a time of of music that I just didn't pay attention. I checked out, um, and it probably was because of the time in my life I was just busy concentrating on other stuff. And you could really take me back down memory lane. It, it could be too because I'm a little older. What are you, Beaver? You're late 30s right now? I'm 37. Okay, you're 37. You're late 30s. I'm early 40s, see? So I'm like half a decade ahead of you. So a lot of the 80s, especially late 80s, and very early 90s music across all genres resonates with me. And the stuff that was just constantly being played on the radio my, say, senior year of high school, freshman year of college, we're talking 94, 95, that stuff I didn't like, and I just checked out on it, didn't pay attention to it. So I need to revisit it and and be reintroduced because that was in your heyday. And so we'll do that one day. We'll do that. I'll just ask you a bunch of questions, and we'll find out what's in your head. We got okay. a we got a Red Hot Chili Peppers on the uh, Country Pleasing text right there. So is that kind of what we're talking about? That's that Yeah, whole? Okay. I like the Chili Peppers. 
Um, it's better for me. It's better than Ezra, Weezer, uh, Jimmy Eat World is in my tippy tops. Okay. But from that era, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. Bush, Everclear, mm-hmm. that type of stuff in the mid nineties. Oh, okay. goes right there for me. You know, and Smashing Pumpkins is kind of on the fringe for me, but I like it. Like I can get into it. I can flip that on now and enjoy it. Okay. I was introduced to Smashing Pumpkins by a high school really good friend of mine, teammate in baseball, football, who is now a big-time fighter pilot in the Air Force. His name was Ryan. His name now is Ryder. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't get these cool names. Anyway, he's the one who introduced me to Smashing Pumpkins. Grumpy agrees with Chris that he'd rather have reruns than have a show like one of the ESPN shows. But let me give you an example of the other. Uh, on Facebook, Mary says, reruns are horrible. <laughs> Let me say uh, hey to some of the other people who have commented, too. Um, Philip is watching the stream and listening to the show today in Washington State. Now, I'm going to come back around to this, but speaking of Washington State, uh, Philip, I'm sure you've seen this story up in your neck of the woods, but the Washington State Athletics Director, football and men's basketball coaches, are taking voluntary pay cuts. Did you see that? Yeah. Looks like, uh, at least in terms of the old pocketbook, uh, Mike Leach might have gotten out of town just in time. Washington State Athletics Director Pat Chun, football coach Nick uh, Rolovich, and men's basketball coach Kyle Smith will all take voluntary 5% pay cuts through the end of the 2020-21 academic year due to revenue reductions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I'm going to come back around to that and give you some more details. There is also a story simultaneously that the University of Cincinnati is cutting men's soccer. Now, men's soccer... In just about every, you know, at, on every college campus, not a revenue generator. Not that it's that's not where it's not like they're going out here and cutting, you know, men's basketball. Frankly, just to be totally honest with you, I mean, we we all agree that's not the same thing. But still, you can't help but wonder: Are these the first shoes to drop on this deal of this? Not just perceived and potential impact on college athletics. All areas of life is this week. Oh, go wait, wait, wait. We got a Pac 12 school where the AD, the coach, and the other coach are taking voluntary pay cuts. And we got another school over here that's in the, you know, they want to call it the Power Six, (laughs) the AAC, and they're cutting men's sports right now. So, and just keep your eye on that. Okay. We'll come back to it. Keep your eye on it because, again, you can't help but look at that and go, it's very unlikely that's the only story like that we're going to see. Those are probably just the first ones. Yeah. Amy's listening on and watching on Facebook from home. Uh, we got Kevin who's checking in on Twitter Periscope from Atlanta. Jennifer watching in Jackson. Hey to y'all. Appreciate all the comments. Randy on Facebook watching the stream out in San Antonio, Texas. Beaver, have you ever been to San Antonio, Texas? I did. I actually went there with Jake Wimberly. Really? What did you go ago. there for? We went to see Gardner Minshew play his senior year in the Alamo Bowl. That 
is fantastic because that's what's going to, I've never been to San Antonio, but I know that's where the Alamo is. It's something I've always been fascinated with because I've always kind of been fascinated with Davy Crockett. But also, you can't look at the Alamo the same since watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure back in the 80s, can you? When did that movie come out? 80s? Had to be late 80s. Remember when he lost his bicycle and Pee Wee had a dream that they were keeping his bicycle in the basement of the Alamo? So he went to the Alamo and he stepped out there and interrupted a tour that was going on. And when he asked them where the basement was, they laughed at him. Yeah. Anyway, never been to San Antonio. You went with Jake Wimberly hmm. to go watch Gardner Minshew play. That's cool. I didn't realize y'all were road trip buddies. Oh, yeah. That's that's when we cemented ourselves as, <laughs> as bros. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be close. You've got to be bros in order to go on a road trip together. You don't just hop in the car and go bebopping out to Texas and back with, with just, you know, some dude. <laughs> this is true. I'm learning you- something. Uh-huh. I'm learning something about you and Jake. Y'all are big buddies. So you had like hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff. Y'all were roommates on the road trip? Ha. Uh, we weren't we weren't roommates. Uh we got separate rooms. Um that's a whole story in itself. <laughs> we'll we'll have to continue okay. our San Antonio adventures. Do you mind if when we come back I ask you about this whole get it, having to get separate rooms thing? Oh, of course. Okay. Y'all, you're in for a treat because Beaver's got stories. Next. Stick around. Here we go, rolling along with you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. You know, um, our hearts go out to our friends in Jones County, in the areas of Bassfield and Soso, um, in and around Laurel, that area. Uh, they just got slammed by that tornado this weekend, and lots of... Homes and businesses and buildings and possessions and cars ruined. Unfortunately, some lives were lost. And lots and lots of people are working their tails off right now just trying to pitch in and do what people do, and that is clean up and get going again. And I will tell you that uh, it's just like I expected to see, but immediately I saw pictures of those local Farm Bureau insurance agents that are wearing uh, nail aprons and got hammers and nail guns and they're up on roofs and putting up tarps and trying to get into the mix and helping out. They're not just insurance agents. They really are hometown heroes, you know, and it's just, um, uh, you know, I'm bragging on them. They don't brag on themselves enough, but it's just another example of Farm Bureau insurance agents around the state. You know, it's not out here just selling insurance. They're getting you set up where you're secure you're going to sleep a little better at night knowing you're set up. And then when things do happen, they're there. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it is. 
at Farm Bureau Insurance across the state of Mississippi. If you're just tuning in, we found out just a minute ago that Beaver and Jake Wimberly, one Jake Wimberly who hosts uh, The Drive in the afternoons on 105.9 The Zone, ESPN Jackson. They are big buddies. They are bosom buddies. They are road trip buddies. Now tell the truth. You got to know somebody well, and you need to like them if you're going to be hauling off making road trips together to go see games and two, three day, you know, long weekends and that kind of thing. But Beaver, why did y'all have to get separate rooms? You couldn't room together and save a little cash on your road trip? Well, well, first and first, mostly I like, I like my privacy. I like my alone time, but we also, it wasn't just me and Jake. We went with three other people. Okay. There's where the adventure begins because we just went in Jake's truck. Drake, Drake, Jake drives a, I want to say it's a Chevy Avalanche, uh, just a normal size back seat. So there were three of us in the back seat smushed, smushed up against each other. Yeah. For seven hours, a little <laughs> over seven hours each way. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing you say you got to know somebody to go. Yeah. But one of the people I went with, because another guy who's friends with both Jake and I, his his now wife, we were fiancés at the time, I had never met her. Okay. And I was squished up against her the entire way. <laughs> so we we got to know each other like in a that's the quickest way possible to get to know each other. <laughs> uh, so how many people in a vehicle? Five. In one vehicle. And yeah, and and just Jake's normal truck, which is, you know, not it's not a massive truck. It's not an SUV. All the way to San Antonio. Yes, sir. Dad Gummit. And That's me. I'm playing that bone. <laughs> so I got my own room, but those other four, they all were in one room. Okay. <laughs> What a scene, man! All to go, <laughs> all to go see Gardner Minshew play. Yeah, Rusty on the country pleasing text line. And by the way, on the stream, y'all look at my country pleasing hat. Country pleasing sausage. Country pleasing please. Rusty says, "Is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? Was that Charlie Pride? You're right, great Mississippian Charlie Pride. Here it is. Is anybody going to San Antonio?" Or Phoenix, Arizona Any place is alright as long as I can forget I've ever known her Come on, Charlie! Yeah, Charlie Pride from Sledge, Mississippi One of the greatest that uh, this great state has ever produced at anything And my man Roger loves some Charlie Pride Almost as much as I love Charlie Pride Never gotten to meet him, but I sure would love to. Rusty, thank you for bringing that up. Anytime there's a chance to get a Charlie Pride reference in on the, the show here, why don't we do it, huh? Why don't we do it? Jason on the Country Pleasing Text says, Beaver and Jake need to come out here. He's in Flagstaff, Arizona. You ever been to Arizona? Nope. Nah, never even been close. Yeah. yeah furthest I haven't west I've, that was the furthest west I've been, I think, was Dallas. Dallas. I mean, uh, San yeah. Antonio. I'm horrible at geography, so I don't know which is actually further west, <laughs> Dallas or San Antonio. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. 
Seems like Dallas a little isn't isn't San Antonio a little more east and Dallas a little more. Heck, man, I don't know. The thing about Texas is it's so big. It's like you can say we're taking a road trip to Texas, and you drive seven eight hours and you get to Texas. Well, two days later, you haven't stopped driving and you're still in Texas. There are places in Texas that are like farther from other places in Texas than we are here from Texas. It's crazy. It's a big old piece of property there. So if there's anything to not know geography about, it's Texas. Just don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Rhett says, I don't know about a road trip with Clay that long in the same vehicle. He'd kill me. (laughs) Yeah, Clay was... uh that was his fiance that I was smushed up against. Uh-huh. It was Clay, and yeah, it was it was two couples and me. Right, I was fifth wheel. That is, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I admire you. <laughs> I think you were the most interesting person in the whole group. If you ask me, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> thanks. I, I, you know, I don't know any of the rest of them other than Jake. But <laughs> <laughs> Hundred grand on the country, please, in Texas. Uh, hey, Matt, there's a place in Texas called Shoot and Cut, Texas. It says, I'm an African-American. When I read that sign, he says, I hauled the you-know-what out of there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, shoot and cut. Let's just leave and ask questions later. How about that, huh? Uh, hey, John on Facebook says, uh, hello from Columbus, Monroe County, Mississippi, State Alumni Chapter, Monroe County, Mississippi, MSU Alumni. Hey to you, John. Appreciate it. Appreciate you tuning in. And everybody who's watching on Facebook and on Periscope, uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey, I got a couple pieces of news I want to pass along to you. Uh, again, we're going to talk about the new women's basketball hire with John Cohen, Athletics Director of State, coming up. He's the one made the hire, so we'll learn a little bit about her, uh, Coach McCray. Also, there's news out of college football. One school is figuring out a way to have a spring game. Now, now hold on. Don't like go driving off the side of the road here. Just trust me, and I'll give you the details. One school out here in the Power Five thinks they have figured out a way to have a spring game. Okay, I'm going to give you those details coming up. Right now, though, two things. I want to pass this along to you. I think as a sports fan in the state of Mississippi, it is things that you need to know. First up, the XFL has filed for bankruptcy. Therefore, I believe the biggest story out of this entire XFL season was the fact that Jordan Ta'amu, the former Ole Miss quarterback, played so well for St. Louis that the Kansas City Chiefs signed him. We, me and my agent kind of figured this would be the best opportunity for me to stick and for me to learn, keep growing. I'm such a young guy, so um, I'm always open to learn and kind of pick the quarterback room brain, you know, kind of pick Patrick and and uh, Henny's brain. So um, that's kind of my, my deal. So it is defunct. They put on Twitter they've entered a new chapter. Yep. What is it? Chapter 11. <laughs> that's what it is. It's over. The other thing I think you need to be aware of, uh, I'm going to click on this story and just kind of give you the, the basic details, but former Mississippi State defensive lineman Fabian Lovett, who criticized the Mike Leach uh, meme and then decided to transfer, is going to Florida State. He entered the portal. It says here, that uh, he entered the portal after criticizing Bulldogs coach Mike Leach's tweet. 
Uh, love it. A redshirt freshman from Olive Branch, Mississippi. will have three years of eligibility remaining. He's expected to apply for an NCAA waiver that would allow him to play for the Seminoles this season. If the waiver isn't granted, he would have to sit out one season under NCAA transfer rules. And, um, yeah, so there you go. He's leaving. I'm not getting into the rest of it because, frankly, uh, my opinions on a lot of that stuff are a little abrasive, I think, to some. And at this point, I just don't really care. There's 8 million college football players out there, and there's enough for everybody. People can go and play where they want to play and be happy and feel good about it, and that's fine. That's the way it should be. And Plenty of places to play and plenty of players who can play. And beyond that, if someone leaves, goes to another school, frankly, I don't care. All right, so there you've got the info, and now we'll move forward. Now, coming up in just a bit, I want to give you some numbers from a fairly extensive poll that was conducted, a fairly extensive one. I say that's an extensive poll. That would be the right sample size and um, from an organization that does polls that are trusted. What sports fans say it would require for them to go back and attend big sporting events, what would your answer be? I'll give you the details coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Right, back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Beaver is here, and most importantly, you are here as well. A bunch of texts here in the first hour. Appreciate everyone tuning in and texting me on the Country Please and Text Line, Country Please and Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Have I reminded you of this? There's no junk. Why does it taste so good? Why does Country Please and Sausage taste better? Then the other stuff I have tried. What's the secret? Well, it's not, you know, a huge secret. It's just there's no junk in there. There's no parts that go into the making of their sauces. It is all hand-picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. It's leaner. They make it in small batches for consistency. You can see that in the packaging. It's all hand-packaged. They don't use hickory chips for their smoking process for smoked sausage they use actual hickory logs it's a better smoke a stronger flavor it goes through a four-hour process and they hand cut all of it like i told you it's a better package and so you can see all of that and it's just done right that's a country meat packers right there in florence on highway 49 which you can stop into the butcher shop if you haven't in uh, recent days and weeks you ought to do that you will not believe everything they have in there but look for it on Country Pleasing Sausage, grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I'll give you an example. My wife and I, we're here in Tupelo, 
for the first time in our lives because of this coronavirus stuff, we are doing the call in and pick up grocery shopping. We're a family of three with an eight-year-old. It's not like we have huge, you know, uh, truckloads worth of groceries that we're picking up every time anyway. Um, we are, you know, pretty moderate in that regard. And so for the first time, and I'm able to call and go and pick up. And the last few times we've gotten orders of country please and sausage in there as well. And I got some more coming. I'm finishing up the last package that I bought the last time, which is Andouille. And I'm not making gumbo or anything like that with it. I am uh, just eating it in the morning in a frying pan, like in for breakfast, you know, just cooking it right there. It is really good. But I think I what I have ordered is the, uh, what is it? It's, yeah, pepper jack and green onion. One package of that is what I have ordered. It'll be the next pickup, which I think for us is maybe on Thursday. And a package of the original smoked sausage. So can't wait to get my hands on it. I eat it every day. And yeah, during the time that I've been eating country pleasing sausage every morning, I've lost like 30 pounds. It's the honest truth. <laughs> it's just because I'm counting calories the rest of the day. Um, sure am. It's neat because I, you know, I don't have to go clothes shopping. I'm finding I have a whole closet full of clothes that fit again. It's, it's like getting new stuff. All right, here we go. Uh, shoot your text over to me on the country pleasing text line eight eight five ESPN. Um, Chris from Macon says, "Come on, you two, you have to go through Dallas to get to San Antonio." Well, Chris, how are we supposed to know? The Beavers done it. I've never done it. I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> it's not a geography show. You might be wondering if it's a sports show. Sometimes it is. Sometimes uh, it isn't. Big Cat over on Periscope says that uh, he says, love that country pleasing. Well, you're a smart fella. Here's the poll that I mentioned to you, and I'll ask you the question. What would have to happen for you as a sports fan to walk out of your house, to get in your car, to drive to a big sporting event venue, a big stadium, something like that, and go up in the stands with 40, 50, 60,000 other people uh, just like normal? What would it take? What's going to have to happen to make you comfortable to go to a big sporting event? A big gathering to get back to normal. What's going to have to happen? Well, we know the whole sports world, which has been in a standstill, roughly a month, maybe a little more, because of this pandemic. But according to a poll, 72% of Americans said they would not attend if sporting events resumed without a vaccine for this coronavirus. All right, let's stop right there. A little side conversation over here real quick. There's a lot of thought and, you know, conversation around the water cooler, but in this case over the phone and text and social media and that kind of thing is that 
you know, well, I mean, it's, it's coming to a point where we're just going to have to open this thing back up anyway. We're going to do more damage to more people and to everybody by continuing to stay shut down than we would if we just opened it back up and just deal with the virus. Okay. Um, you know, people have, that's not me saying that. I'm saying you hear that some, right? And then people starting to play with this date of, is there a date in May or is, what about June? And Okay. You know, you hear all those things. Well, 72% of Americans that participated in a great big poll recently done by the Seton Hall University Stillman School of Business said that it would require a vaccine for them to attend a sporting event. So I think what we learn is this. Based on a poll like this, we have to understand that as we look forward, at the potential of this thing down the road. That just saying, okay, we're good, and y'all can go if you want to, whenever that is, just saying that does not mean that everybody's just going to open their doors and flood back into their normal daily lives. Because you got 72% on their own, on their own accord, saying, I'm not doing that until there's a vaccine. So there's the personal side in this also. When people in this poll who identified as sports fans, they said, yeah, I'm a sports fan. Then 61% said that they would not go to a game without a vaccine. And in this big scientific poll, there was like a margin of error on this thing of like 3%, which is really small. So, you're saying that a majority of sports fans in America would tell you, hey, man, they could open the stadium tomorrow and play a game in there, but I'm not going until there's a vaccine. A majority of Americans, according to a, this poll, feel that way. Now, it's not polling every American. Again, all polls are cross-sections of society and that kind of thing. But what would it take for you? Only 12% of all the respondents in this thing said that they would go to games if social distancing could be maintained. Only 12%. 13% said they would feel comfortable attending games again the way they had in the past. Now that's, a, again, that's, for me, it's a bit of an eye-opening Number, only 13%. If you were to spread that across the millions of sports fans in this country and just say, okay, hypothetically, what if this applied to every single one of them? That's what polls do. They take a cross-section. And we're saying only 13% of the existing sports fans are looking at you going, yeah, I'd go. Only 13% would go without a vaccine. Rick Gentile, director of the Seton Hall Sports Poll, said this quote, and it really goes without saying, but it's very matter-of-fact, and I think that it is obviously true. The virus has the attention and respect of the nation. So that's kind of where we are. More than three-fourths, okay, so 76% said that they would watch broadcasts of games 
without fans and do so with the same amount of interest that they had before the pandemic. 16% said to be less interested. 7% said they would be more interested. All right, so let that sink in. Again, scientific poll, big cross-section, huge majority of fans saying, I won't go to a sporting event without a vaccine. Okay? According to this poll. But an even larger majority saying, absolutely, I'll watch it on TV if they have a my team's playing and there are no fans there. Absolutely, I'll watch it. Even 7% said I would be more interested than I used to be. <laughs> they didn't have fans. And only 16% said they would be less interested. They are polls. That's all they are. But I do find it really interesting. The reason I think I find it interesting is it helps me to get a little insight into how people are thinking about this. I'm not sure I realized that big a number of sports fans said, no, I'm not going without a vaccine. If you'd asked me that, I'd have thought, well, I might go. <laughs> I might want my daughter to stay home, but I might go. You know, it's funny how we go through these this this roller coaster ride of decision making when we're facing something we've never faced before. All right, coming up, let's talk with John Cohen. They hired a new women's basketball coach. He's due up next here in the studio on the Divinity Equipment phone. Stick around for that, would you? Stay with me. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.